in the 40th episode of the Deming Lens, I will go through my top five favorite podcast episodes. Hi, I'm Trip Babbitt, host of the Deming Institute podcast and the Deming Lens, and this is episode 40. I thought I would switch things up a little bit. I, I was doing a lot of reflecting over the past week or so, thinking about all the people I've had the pleasure of interviewing for the uh, Deming Institute podcast. So I kind of came up with, lack of a better term, my five favorite podcast episodes. And there are a ton of people that, matter of fact, every interview I've done, I've, I've either learned something or uh, just had great enjoyment in, in talking to folks that admired the work of W. Edwards Deming. Uh, people like Alfie Cohn and David Langford and Dick Steele and Ron Moen and Cliff Norman and Dan Robertson, and I could go on and on and on. There are a ton of uh, good interviews, uh, some better than others as I got better at doing podcasting. But uh, it, 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 was, it has been a real enjoyment uh, for me to learn from different people and not just gaining knowledge, but, but the um, history of how different people came into contact with Dr. Deming's work or him or himself. And so my top five, I'll just, I'll first name them, go through them a little bit. Uh, and I hope that you'll take an opportunity to uh, listen to some of these folks. But my number one is Paula Marshall. Uh, second is uh, my inaugural interview with Kevin Cahill. My third was Ed Baker. And my fourth was Mana Aiken from Leander School District. And my fifth was uh, Claire Crawford and Bob Mason uh, that I had the opportunity to talk to. So let me just talk about starting with Paula Marshall. Um, I, I, I love that episode so much because not only did you get a little history, but Paula Marshall is um, a, a dynamic person. <laughs> she has a lot of personality. Uh, she's fun to talk to. And she owns a company called Bama Companies. And they make the apple pies for McDonald's all over the world and still do. And so she runs this family, basically family-initiated and family-owned business. And we got into a conversation about performance appraisals. And, and I wish I would have known about better audio quality back in those days because it's one of the early interviews. But um, my interview with her is a little bit uh, sketchy on the audio. But overall, it was one of those interviews that just I got a lot of energy from it. Um, I got a lot of energy from Paula Marshall in talking about her experience in having poor quality at Bama Companies and how she was kind of uh, nudged towards going to one of Dr. Deming's four-day seminars, her interactions with them, but also just how he interacted with her in going and moving away from performance appraisals and what she had done up to that point. I'll let you, let you listen to the episode itself. but um, And I later had an opportunity to meet Paula at a couple of Deming Institute events. But uh, I think you will enjoy it if you haven't, if you've not listened to uh, some of the uh, early interviews. Again, I apologize about some of the quality of it. 
I was didn't know really what I was doing at the beginning. Now we're six years later, seven years later. Um, the second one is Kevin Cahill, the inaugural. Now, obviously, um, even when I interviewed Kevin, um, I did not have my own equipment. <laughs> I hadn't purchased any equipment because I wasn't sure how all this would go. And the equipment for podcasting can be very expensive uh, once you start getting mixers and uh, digital recorders and things of that sort. So uh, I actually had a friend that had podcasting equipment. And so I used that for uh, my interview with Kevin. Um, but I really enjoyed that uh, interview because he, of the stories he told about Dr. Deming, including how what happened the night that he watched the NBC white paper, If Japan Can, Why Can't We? And, and just the, the storytelling there um, and the history of it uh, isn't lost with me. Uh, third, Ed Baker. Now, Ed Baker, uh, he his interview was interesting to me. He he traveled around with Dr. Deming um, with Ford, uh, and it kind of goes through the For- Ford story. He talks about Taylorism. He talks about the improvement methods of today. Um, but the, the reason I probably enjoyed the Ed Baker uh, interview is because I had to prep so much for that. Not only did I read his book, but I read about Ed Baker, looked for previous references and other books. But I just remember it from a lot of preparation standpoint. Matter of fact, I read the book twice, I think, before we did the the interview. And there's a lot of good things in there. He'll tell, um, basically, the the message that that I think I got out of that interview was, you know, whether it's Lean or Six Sigma or TQM or any other improvement methodology, that most of the people that are enjoying those methodologies are missing the system of profound knowledge. So again, that would be appreciation for a system, um, theory of knowledge, theory of variation, and psychology, and and those four things that were being emphasized as opposed to just the statistical process control types of things um, that, that a lot of people focus on, in on, on Six Sigma, um, and uh, Lean, I think, misses quite a few, quite a bit of this. Uh, but he also ha- talks about in there um, about Jim McInvale, or Mattress Mac, as he's known at Gallery Furniture, and the story of what happened there. And that was one of the uh, Jim McInvale is a person that has been mentioned a number of times uh, in Dr. Deming's books as someone who changed from a very sales type of attitude to. Uh, understanding a system and he's uh he's well known in the houston area for a lot of things that he's done like when they had the uh, hurricane how he opened his stores and just let people in uh, during that time period and and kind of not only paying it forward but that you know these are it's funny you think about if people are selfish enough, they'd be altruistic is kind of the thing because you treat everybody really well. And I think that, that when I think of Jim McInville, I think of that quote, um, not that he said it, but just what applies uh, to to him. But Ed Baker talking about that story was good, <clears throat> good, excuse me, good for me. Um, he also was very influential in that interview got me thinking about thinking 
and how we need to change thinking and the way we think about things. And I developed this model I call the 95 method, but it, it involves looking through a customer lens, but looking through a thinking lens. And, uh, and Ed Baker talks quite a bit about thinking and um, it influenced the uh, Udemy training that I put put out there um, based off of a lot of the things out of the interview. And I kept getting deeper and deeper uh, in uh, understanding thinking that was going on, mental models and things of that sort. The fourth interview that I really enjoyed was with Mana Aiken. And uh, Mana Aiken is, a first of all, just a sweetheart of a person. Um, but she shared the story. She worked at the Leander uh, School dis- District. I believe she's ty- retired now. But um, how she had listened to things that were happening with David Langford in Sitka, Alaska, and about how education was being applying the Deming method uh, with some of the things that David Langford was doing. And she was really the first person to really talk about education as someone from a school district. I I listened to the story of uh, David Langford and and had interviewed him, but uh, just her uh, grasping some concepts and, you know, waking up in the middle of the night while watching, uh, you know, if Japan can, why can't we? And her interactions with David Langford all were are really relevant to me. And I'm kind of a, I don't know, amateur history buff, not only about Dr. Deming, but but a number of other things and, and really enjoyed that history. Um, and then the fifth person that, that I really uh, became one of my favorite episodes is with Claire Crawford Mason and Bob Mason, her husband. And just a number of things that really stand out in my mind. I go back to all five of these quite often, actually. And Claire Crawford Mason talks about how she first met Dr. Deming and and some of the things that were happening that led up to the white paper, If Japan Can, Why Can't We?, which you can watch at the Deming Institute website. Uh, I think it's also on YouTube, if I remember correctly, but uh, kind of the the what launched Dr. Deming back in this country, even though he was already uh, famous over in Japan and just the history of how everything kind of generated uh, into this white paper. And, you know, what we didn't have a, like today for some of you, we don't have a thousand, we didn't have a thousand different channels back in 1980, basically ABC, NBC and CBS. And that was it. I mean, really, um, that that you would listen to. So they almost had those three stations that had a virtual monopoly on um, as far as television goes or communication goes. But the history of that is uh, really relevant to me. Uh, uh, I enjoy that type of history. Again, the same type of thing with Mana Aiken. And, uh, you know, there were diff- different quotes out of there. You listen to how Dr. Deming loved the fact that Bob, uh, Mason uh, went to Harvard, you know, he went to the business school and how Dr. Deming thought they were teaching the wrong things in Harvard Business School. And every time he would uh, meet with Bob or see Bob, he would ask him about, you know, all the bad stuff that Harvard was teaching about business, which um, 
is is fun not only funny but it it was interesting to me so anyway those are my top five i wouldn't mean to slight anybody i've learned so much from working with all of these or interviewing all of these different people and some of the pre-conversations that I've had with them and certainly the post-conversations that I've had with a lot of these folks about um, things that maybe were more relevant to me or thought were relevant to me and not necessarily relevant to uh, the broader audience. But uh, um, anyway, those are my top top five. Uh, I'll, I will put links to those in this episode so people can can go and listen to them on their own. But uh, that's what I wanted to cover this week. I I hope this change-up would be a little bit different for you and uh, learning about some other episodes and and some of the things we've... I don't know what the number is now of episodes that we've done, but it's a lot. So thank you for listening, and uh, we'll talk again in a month or so. Thank you for listening to the Deming Institute podcast. Stay updated on the latest blogs, podcasts, programs, and other activities at Deming.org.